Welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah. I am Jessup urging you to fire up your chillaxatives and take a stroll with us down the stinky hole of cinema. Joining me today, she wears farmer jeans, but only loves the devil's lettuce when she's getting Ian uh, Danny freaky naughty, Stephanie. Hi, it's true. <laughs> you just go, yeah, dad, yeah, dad, dad, daddy. I'm tying my shoes the way you taught me. Oh, daddy. <laughs> it's daddy. Dad, daddy. <laughs> uh, do you know what a crippy is, Steph? A crippy? A crippy, yeah. Is it, do we just take a guess? Yeah. What a crippy is? Crippy. Is it a, a person, like a, a woman who is obsessed with cryptids and is like sexy about mm. them? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If you were in Florida and someone handed you like a spruce deuce, okay. which you would call a duchy, that would, you would know it as a duchy, I, okay. and you hit that bubonic chronic so hard it made you Indiana Jones and to eat a, a can of Pringles, uh-huh. you'd say, yo fam, that crippy is blowing dro. Oh. Burp squirk, burp squirk. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, crippies. Crippies are like, you know, it's oh like a joint. God. And when you when you hit it, when it hits hard, that's when you say, yo, I'll be blowing dro. I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get you like street smart here. So if you ever, if you ever, find, if I'm, yourself I ever find myself in Florida, which I never have. To because this. we also both smoked a little, well, a little bit. I smoked more than that, but she smoked a little bit for this episode. So I'm hoping she's going to get the perp squirt, perp squirt. <laughs> what is that? Scooty scoo. What's perp squirt? Scooty scoo. That's another, that's. <laughs> Perp skirt, perp skirt, perp skirt, and scooty scoo are like, you say that when you're high. Like, oh. if you see some people outside and they're like, and someone drives by and you hear them say scooty scoo, you'd be like, oh, that boy, he, 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 he's smoking the devil's is that, lettuce. Is that something that I should say when I walk by somebody who's smoking? Well, you should say perp skirt, perp skirt. Okay. That's what you should say. And then they'll know. And you kind of do this thing with your neck where you look like, like, you're like a like, chicken. Like a like dinosaur with feathers. Okay. Like a chicken. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, when I was really high the other night, I was laying Wait, in bed. You, you just made me think of that that song. Scooty, scooty. No, that like everybody walk the dinosaur, oh. open the door, get on the I don't, floor. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the dinosaur dance? I, I have no idea, but when you did that with your head, it just triggered a memory or something. Everybody do the dinosaur, but it was like a white person shuffle the dinosaur. I mean, yeah. Was that written by white people? <laughs> Probably. You should, you should look it up real, real quick. I'm, so anyway, when I was really high laying in bed the other night, I was like, man, like, why do we like sleeping so much? Like, other than like our bodies feel depleted. And I was like, why does it feel like this mentally safe place? And I was like, because it's kind of like returning to the womb. Yeah. This is what I think about when I'm like high. And I was like, it is like the womb because it's like blackness. But it's not wet and warm. Though. You don't have any responsibilities. You don't have to think about doing stuff, you know? And then I was like, do babies dream? Because everything in the dream world is taken from the real world and your memories get infused in your dreams in like this weird, nonsensical way. Yeah. But babies don't have memories yet. So like when babies dream, what are they really dreaming of if there's no memories to base it off of? And then I was like, okay, then what is your earliest memory? And like for me, I, I want to say like probably like five or six, I yeah. can have memories from that time, but they're very like cloudy and stuff like that. So it begs the question then, like when, when, when and why do memories even begin? Like does that have something to do with like your actual consciousness? Yeah. As as like an, a human being on this planet. Like are babies truly conscious? Like they don't know they exist, so I guess not. It's like to me memories begin when you're conscious and aware. Yeah. 
and you have like yeah. and you and you know that you you understand the self you know mm-hmm. so consciousness is like a gradual process that arrives when you're like five ish you know maybe yeah no i mean i think that is a thumb so it makes sense if you extrapolate that then basically <laughs> any technically anyone below the age of five is subhuman right <laughs> so at that point you're just like you're a vegetable with potential yeah. but like you, at that point you except just, for those baby geniuses who are like doing algebra when they're like in kindergarten yeah but that's because they're rich like every time you find a genius it's because the parents were rich and they homeschooled them you know because you could basically learn if you go to public school, yeah. you can learn everything high school from zero grade to through high school has to teach you. You could learn that all in a year. No, you could. You could learn <laughs> in a year. If you were seven years old is when like your brain is like the most spongiest and ready to absorb information. Right. You think we should just teach kids everything from seven to eight. And then when you're eight years old, you start thinking about like where you want to go to college. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine college being full of nine-year-olds? No, well, you'd wait until they're ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you'd let you give them a couple years to stew on it, and then they could like pursue like maybe they discover they wanted to be an artist, and then so by the then time it, that came, what you're saying is then we would have doctors performing surgery on, on us, and they would be like seventeen. Doogie Hausers. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like we. I don't like this world. You can accelerate the process and have <laughs> and have babies start thinking about what they want to do in college like earlier. Right. So you're not in high school, and you're supposed to go talk to your counselor that doesn't help you at all, and then you're you're fucking counselor's just like you should do graphic design jesse because you like to draw pictures and i'm like i'll do that and then you you go out in the field and it becomes obsolete in a day because fucking websites can build their own themselves nowadays you don't have to fucking no code or anything like that well oh so i looked it up it is not a white person Oh, the dinosaur? Yep. It looks like Arsenio Hall, but it's not Arsenio oh, Hall. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is he wearing like a zoot suit? He's zoot suit, Ryan. Was not was. It's called Walk the Dinosaur. What did he, all our hits did he have? What's his name? Craig Johnson, you what, said? Was not was. It says was and then not was in parentheses. Oh, I don't know man, what that deep. is. That's deep shit. I bet you if you look into his, his discogs, if you go on discogs and see what vinyls he was released, oh, he yeah. probably got some so fucking many. dope rhymes yeah. on there. <laughs> guaranteed um but then like so going back to babies hold up a picture of the sexiest man alive today who is your sexiest man alive today like just off the off the cuff oh who is it number one uh, michael fassbender okay that's okay that's dated (laughs) i know i couldn't think okay anyway but if you hold up a picture of michael fassbender today and a picture of what he looked like (laughs) as a baby (laughs) it's not they don't look like the same no, they don't look the same at all. But then there's this, this I want to say it's a theory, but it's not really a theory. Like women really want to fuck babies because that's why they go after baby face men like the Hanson brothers and 98 degrees. And I don't think women the singer want from crazy to town. Fuck babies. Remember when the fucking remember when the when the crazy town, but you my butterfly sugar oh baby. God, that yeah. guy looked like a baby with tattoos and like a mohawk. <laughs> but every bitch wanted to have sex with him. I mean, not me. And I listen. And I do realize that like if you're not like in your late 30s, early 40s, all those references I just said, you're not even going to understand them. But I just want you to know. Back in the day, bitches loved L. Cool J and that, oh, he and, fucking baby face. And that dude is literally a giant baby wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. he, that's exactly what he is. Also, bucket hats. I know it's controversial. Decidedly not gangster whatsoever. No. What are these dreams you're going to talk about? You said you oh, have weird dreams. Well, I was actually going to say I have very specific memories from when I was in kindergarten. So I was five. Okay, that's what I'm I don't saying. really remember anything that's before mine. that. I can roughly tell you five. Yeah, I remember. Well, see, because I remember kindergarten started. because I remember in gym class a girl pissed her pants. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, and then I remember there was a boy in my class who was having his tonsils out, and we all thought he was going to die. Yeah, 
That's like, what I remember. Why aren't we like studying three and four year old minds <laughs> to see what's really going on? Like ask them existential ass shit. Yeah. I'll go get a bunch of three year olds, four year olds, put them in a room, ask them philosophical questions. Oh, and, and see I can how t- they answer. But them. I could actually tell you that uh, children do dream because, like, uh, how old? My coworker's son, I want to say he's two ish, yeah. three. He had a nightmare and he told her what the nightmare was. And the nightmare was that his dad left him on the SEPTA bus because he takes the bus every day and his uh, dad got off and he woke up crying hysterical because his dad left him on the bus and the bus took off. It's so weird when you think about just the mind and stuff like that, because I often think like the mind that is like a computer, obviously as a hard drive where you store memories in and things get deleted and things get messed up over yeah, time. And you run out of room. But then it's also like, what if there's like, what if there's also like this collective consciousness that exists outside of our brains that we can all tap into? Show me how. And not just people. Like, like maybe, maybe animals do that. Oh. That's how birds fly in these big formations that we don't understand. What do they call those things? What do they call like a group of birds that are going, Shoo, flying around in a formation? Like a flock? Like a flute or something like that. There's like a name for it. I don't know. Like a, I was going to call it the flying V, but wasn't that from the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was people too. They weren't actually birds. <laughs> no, it was they just, were I wish they were birds. I wish the Mighty Ducks were really ducks. They yeah. put in hockey costumes and they're like, you better beat this team of pure-blooded Canadians that are fucking 300 pounds each. And it's just ducks getting run over on the fucking oh ice. God. Gore everywhere. <laughs> Um, oh, do my dreams? You want to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so I had a little bit of a dental uh, issue. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I, w- I just want to say this real quick. Yeah. I'm really high enough. Yeah. Forget. <laughs> but I got. I had my vasectomy. Okay, and I'll get back to this in a second. I'll get back to the deets in that later, a little bit later. But like, I just want to say, like, I wasn't able to jerk off seven days after that. And like, you know, you think seven days, no big deal, bro. But I didn't realize how much my happiness is connected to me shooting cum. <laughs> like I really fucking didn't because yeah. I was a day after I could after the day after the procedure I couldn't jerk off. I was fucking miserable. Yeah, you were a real bitch that week. And Sunday <laughs> I was even a bigger bitch. You were. I was like, I can't come. Ooh, and I was like kicking dirty cans <laughs> on the street and stuff like that. And then Monday I was like, I, I don't know if I can make it. Like I this is what starving to death must feel like yeah. because I was like I it might as well have been like four months that I wasn't able to jerk off. And yeah. when I finally I waited seven days and the the night of seven days, I came up here, cracked on the laptop, and I was just fucking stroking it, bro. And I was so scared. Okay, well, but, but, we'll, yeah, but I digress. We'll get we'll get into it later. But I'm sorry. Uh, what are now, your dreams? now I gotta talk about my dumb dreams. Um, okay, so anyway, but I was, I, my point of that was yeah. I was having hardcore sex dreams right. every night, and then I started to get scared. Like, what if I shoot come too soon in my dreams? Right. Because you had no not, control over that. I had no, and I was just in my dream stuff. I was grinding. <laughs> Dry humping over je- under jeans. I was doing all, and I'm oh, surprised man. that it, I didn't shoot. Yeah, but my, but let me tell you, I was like, I was on thin ice, bro. <laughs> um. Anyway, my dumb dreams that I'm going to tell you about. So, uh, I don't remember a lot of the details, but anyway, I had a dental issue and I had to go and have my my crown fixed. Um, but my tooth uh, was like bothering me. So this was like the day before I, I called for the appointment. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. The continuation of Steph's hobo teeth. Um, and in my dream. In my dream, I don't usually have teeth dreams. Like that's the thing you do, right? Like you have like stress tr- uh, teeth dreams. I used to have. Where they would like fall out of your I mouth. I used to have them a lot, but now what my I've had a reoccurring dream since I was a kid that I look out the window and I see a tornado coming from the oh, house, yeah. and I have to run out the back door. And as I run out the back door, taking down that house, and I have to get like my family and you to like 
shelter somewhere yeah. and we're in the building listening to the fucking tornado rip apart oh the building and then I wake God. up and I have that That's I've, terrifying. I've had that since I was a kid. Yeah. And I think it's an anxiety thing. So yeah, I've never had like a like a like a teeth falling out of my mouth dream, but um in this case it was I was dreaming about this tooth and it was falling it wasn't falling apart. It was like a like puzzle pieces almost in your mouth? But, yeah, the, the the crown was coming apart like that. And so I went to the dentist and the my dentist was John Stamos. Like those puzzles <laughs> Hold on, like those, no, not like a not like a jigsaw puzzle, but it was those all, puzzles. It was just, oh, let me say, remember those little puzzles that had like nine pieces in it, and they were set in place, and you had to like move the the, the pieces around. Oh, I know. It was, I mean, it me. was like pieces, but it was like um, like Tetris. Yeah, it was weird because okay. it was like it formed, it formed my tooth. It was just like pieces that it like unfolded and Lego pieces. Teeth. It was weird. Lego teeth. Anyway, my dentist was John Stamos. Okay, real oh, actual. Yeah. yeah, it was actual. my yeah, and I was like, did he have like a cup first couple of his buttons undone? You saw yeah. his ground beef chest hair. <laughs> But he was like, can I smell your hair? Did he smell like Ortega? And he was like, smelling my hair in my dream. And it was so weird. It was That's an erotic, what, though. It, I mean, uh, it honestly, was border, borderline, it was. But were you horny for the dentist in the dream? <laughs> where you are like, I wish he wasn't messing. I wish he was messing with my mouth with his prick. Yeah, yeah, Like, did exactly. you think that? Like, yeah. And not like a little chisel? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the one dream. And okay. then the following night, I had a dream. You said so weird. Is the next one weirder? The next one's weirder. That one was weird. Can I ask, no can one's I ask ever, to do something? What? Even if it's not that weird, make the next one weirder. Okay. Well, like, it was like, weird. Add, stu- add stuff my, to it. My dad was trying to kill me. Oh, oh you should have, <laughs> what you should have said was my dad was trying to have sex no, with me. My dad that would have been weirder. No, my dad was trying to kill me. Um, he was follow- I was, Why? I was Where were you going to like unleash family secrets? He had a gun. No, it was because like you were appara- unleash the skeleton apparently closet. like something happened to my sister that he thought was my fault. Like he thought I shot my sister. But in my dream, I was like, I didn't shoot my sister, but like, and then I was like, but she deserved it. But you would shoot your sister is what you're saying. But so then my dad, I was like, it was in night, it was nighttime and we were out on the street and I was like trying to get away from him. But every time I turned around, he was there. It was like, he was like Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, oh my was- God. Yo, your dad is Michael Myers would be the best guy. Cause you got to envision <laughs> Steph's dad. All right. I'm going to do it for you. He's like five, five. He's five, 10. Oh, no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, 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 no. That's with thick sole shoes on. He's five five. Trust me when I tell you this. He looks like if Super Mario. So this is what I want you to do: take a picture of Super Mario and put him in Photoshop, and then crop out Super Mario's neck and put his head on his shoulders. Yeah. Then use like the widening button and just make Mario really wide without making him actually fat, because your dad's just really wide yeah. and flabby, like a kind of <laughs> just like like melted cheese. And then Photoshop like a um. Oh, your dad's got like a mullet without having a mullet where like the he hair, has like the haircut, the thick hair goes down yeah. far, but it doesn't like he does have a line there, but right. it is like borderline a mullet. If you just cut the mullet off, thick, there was a time when it was it, even, like, even a little longer. Than I think that. Like, it's called like thick back tail yeah, so. like that, where you got like the thick back <laughs> yeah. hair. And that's what, and that's what our dad would look like. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So in my dream, he, but I was on the sidewalk and then he was on the opposite side of the car in the street. But so every time I looked over, I could see him like walking and no matter what i couldn't get away from him and i I was like screaming at him and i was like i'm your kid you can't and he was just like gonna kill me so he was basically like if michael myers was like um uh joe spinell's in in maniac (laughs) so he was just he was trying to shoot you he was trying to blow your head apart yeah yeah that's funny i mean like that's why i married steph too because when when i met her dad i was like that's a sexy man and he probably has strong strong swimmers and, and i was like and this is good stock. I know. I know this woman came from good stock. You only think that if you're planning to reproduce with somebody, Strong stock. we're not even having kids. But I still want to. I want to know the possibility <laughs> is still there. Like if I want to like stab my nuts with like a, a syringe and extract the cum and shoot it in your vag one night while you're sleeping. 
I want to know that's a possibility. Right. Okay. Apparently, it's like fifteen thousand dollars for them to extract your comma after a vasectomy. Oh. And he like told me that. Just so you know, if you ever want to get your 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 semen extracted, it is expensive procedure. It's like twenty thousand oh, dollars. I didn't even know they could do that. Yeah. So I was like, I could do that at home, bro. It's just a regular I'll, I'll eighteen bring a, gauge needle. Yeah. I'll bring a big syringe right in there. I mean, I'll especially after it. my ordeal. <laughs> is that your dreams then? Yeah, that's my dreams. Uh, um, there's also kind of like a subset question to the dream thing. I guess it's like um, it, it, with the passage of time. And I thought Beef, uh, the me and Steph finished the TV show Beef, and it really dealt with like the passage of time and like personal trauma in a really interesting way. Especially like the last two episodes, I thought yeah. were really cool. But I, always, I think it's interesting. Is another thing I was thinking about when I was high. Like, why does time always seem to pass quicker when you're using your brain? Like at work, people always say. It's busy. Well, at least it makes the day go by quicker. And it's such a weird, like somebody said that to me in work the other day. And I, and for some reason, you actually thought about it. It was like the weirdest thing I ever heard in my, in my life. And I was like, <laughs> why do we say that to each other? It's fucking true. Cause it's, you're running around. It's like, we're in a trance. <laughs> yeah. to just, we're like worker bees. Yeah. And then we're in a trance to just work, 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 yeah. work, work. But like, then I started thinking like our relationship with time is such like a weird concept because our perception of time fluctuates throughout our lives. Yeah. Because like when you're in your childhood, it basically seems like that's the longest part of your life. Mm-hmm. You get all the, and then you get old and time suddenly like accelerates to where like you lose two years of your life and it feels like it was like, you know, a week. Like when we're in high school, when you think everybody thinks about high school, that seems like it was 20 years of your life, not four. Right. Now four years go by and it's like nothing at all. And they say the reasoning behind childhood seeming longer is because of memories. And as we get older, we experience less and less landmark events in our lives. And those landmark events really solidify in our brains as moments, Mm -hmm. not just like I went to the grocery store, I went to work. Those things are quickly dissipated, but you always remember these lights. So like work becomes repetitive and actually it's like less to log in your brain computer. And because we perceive the passage of time to be much quicker is the reason behind that. And there's this thing that people can tap into, which I was talking to Steph about, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it makes time fluctuate extremely weird, and uh, it's called flow state, mm-hmm. and it's an actual thing. And like I thought, when it, when it, it used to happen to me all the time when I would get high and work on music and when I was younger, and that's when I would... And it's and it's weird, but I said it before. I would get go into this place where I'd be just writing music, like without thinking about it. But then I would have these weird visions of like floating in <laughs> blackness and hearing like a river running uh-huh. and babies crying. And then when I would look over into the blackness, it was babies looking down, and they were they were at a bank of a river. It was like really black, <laughs> and they're pulling up water in their hands and they're slurping yeah. it. And then they would look up at me and go. And water would be coming out of their mouths. Yeah. It was so fucking weird. And so it's been happening to me again. I've, I just finished up like really working on like a um, horror soundtrack short for this movie called uh, this horror short. It's like 35 minutes, 40 minutes called Dirty Jersey. So I was like on a time crunch to finish out like the 13 tracks or whatever. So I was working on it every night. I was getting into these weird freaking things. They say like if you read up on Flow State, it's really interesting. But like artists and musicians can like basically be so deeply involved with whatever they're working on that basically it's like you perceive the slowing of time, but in actuality you're losing time because Mm -hmm. you feel like no time is passing. Like time is slowing down, but time is going by really fast. Right. And because you're like so focused, they did brain scans on people. Uh, If you like read about uh, flow state, they've done brain scans on people that are in flow state 
And basically you're so focused and absorbed in something, the whole frontal cortex of your brain stops working. So you even have like, you don't even have the concept of like consciousness. Yeah. You're oh, so involved in the task you're doing. And do you know that, that like, but have they done, have they compared that to like people who like meditate? So Cause I would think it, it's, it's, it's similar. Yeah. Like, but like the part of your brain you're using when you meditate or when you're in flow state is actually based on the same part of your brain where like memories are stored. Oh, okay. So, which is weird because when I get into this state is when I hear the baby's crying and drinking water from a stream and it's not something I can even explain beyond that, but it's like, I'm on a mind journey floating <laughs> in like a dark world and all these babies are crawling towards a stream, scooping water up into their hands, looking up at me crying. That's really all I could say. Yeah. And it's very, very strange. It's strange that that's, that that is the and image that you I'll kind of like snap out of it. And on, like when I'll like, for instance, like when I get home from work, I'll start like working on music at like 1230 and I'll snap out of this state and I'll look at my phone and see what time it is. And it's like 430. Yeah. And it feels like I was like only doing something for an hour. And I wonder if like other people experience this, not with the weird babies drinking water, oh, like but do you loss? get weird mind journeys yeah. that repeat themselves in your mind? And I'm not making this shit up. It sounds very no, weird, but you, I swear to fucking God, you've talked this about, happens to me. You've talked about it for do years. Do I have schizophrenia or something? No, like, no. No, I think this is a thing that happens. I mean, I can't say that it happens to me. I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. You never had a mind journey? No. Never? I don't think so. Because I think when you're on the cusp of having a mind journey, you're scared. So you go to bed. Because <laughs> you don't know what you don't know what waits for you. I mean, what? But what would I do in my life that would put me on that journey? Like Not you have you have your music, you know. I mean, you have things you like. I mean, you can have. They can be. It doesn't have to be music. It, yeah. could, it could be things outside of art. I'm just using art. I mean, no, I'm using no, art as an excuse, and I realize that not everybody's artistic, but I use that as a, as a frame of reference because I feel like it's something where you're not thinking. And I feel like I always do think, like, I have this thought a lot that, like, when I sit down with a purpose to write something, my shit never turns out good, and I'm never happy with it. And like, when, like I sit, when I sit down, and I just mess around and just start getting into something without any pre and then i always write the stuff i love yeah it's so fucking weird how the brain works like mm. that anywho sorry guys for not releasing an episode of sodom and gomorrah last month uh like i said my balls got cut off and uh steph is finishing up one of her classes time is in short supply these days but yeah, we were um, doing we're trying housework to and get it in where we can yeah we're finishing up busy, our bedroom busy. putting in flooring Every day a little closer to the void. That's why I sacrifice my scrotum to the ancient ones in hopes of them making me a mortal. Would you want to be immortal, though? I would. I would love to be immortal. I would. I just want to see what's going to happen on this planet. I want to see how bad it's going to get. I want to yeah. be there when it gets the worst. Because I feel like every generation's like, this planet's not livable anymore. <laughs> and the next generation comes and they're like, when I was a kid, it was the best. It's not livable yeah. anymore. So, like, the living standards just keep going down. But... Babies are dumb and they don't know. They think what they had was good. Right. <laughs> they don't know what we had when I ate tasty cakes that had full lard. Yeah. And now you eat a tasty cake. Did and they like, have full lard? Uh, full lard. Really? Yeah. The Amish were making that dough. <laughs> putting their hands in there, putting a little, sneaking a little lard in there when the man wasn't looking. Just fingering it right in the dough. Oh man, tasty cakes. Mm. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty. First off, all the advice I got uh, about vasectomies was wrong. I didn't have to shave my entire ball sack. But I did. And when I got in there, uh, it was really fucking cool. And the guy's like, oh, you didn't have to completely shave your scrotum, but it's helpful. And then he just starts lubing my bald scrotum up with iodine. And let me tell you something. That felt like straight up fucking. I, my balls felt like a street trash piss bum that just 
chugged Viper. <laughs> they were melting. And then it was also 20 degrees in there. So after oh. the heating sensation, you get the cold sensation. And then I was just laying in this in the OR, dick out, freezing cold while three nurses are having a conversation, waiting for the doctor to come into the OR. And it got to the point where I was sitting there for like 30 minutes. I was like, can I have a towel until the doctor gets here? Because this is very uncomfortable and strange. You're all talking about like what you're eating for lunch and my button mushrooms just like out for everybody to look at. Just so, 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 so. Oh, yeah, so just, weird. just the most unflattering. And listen, I know women deal with way, way, way worse. And I'm not comparing anything I had ever had to go through to what women have to go through on a daily basis with the gynecologist. But it is something I'm very like far. It's very foreign to me having to just like have your junk out, have your junk out. And what front of one person is fine. But like there were six people in the yeah. OR and I was like, <laughs> it, it, it was just terrible. So anyway, I didn't have to fucking shave my balls. He's like, we just would have shaved like a small piece, you know, where we're going to do the incision. Everyone said it's not a big deal. Uh, and it actually turned out it was a really big fucking deal because I'm kind of like immune to lidocaine. Anytime I ever have to get lidocaine, they always end up having to put way more in than they think they do. So they start putting the lidocaine in. And I'm like, dude, I can feel everything you're doing to my punani pouch right now. <laughs> I can feel the cuts, the pulling, the jabs or whatever. So then he ended up doing, he kept putting another shot in, another shot in. And I was like, yep, still feel it. And he, he was like, really? And when he said, really? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Something's going wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> so then finally, they got me numb or whatever. And I was like, okay, it's just, I, I could feel some pulling, but it's not bad. Then the dude must have, well, the only thing I could think he did was he, it was when they were pulling out my vast deference uh-huh. because it basically got the sensation of someone pulling something from deep in my body. Yep. And it felt like someone had uppercutted my nuts harder than anyone has ever uppercutted my nuts in my life. Like Mortal Kombat finishing move directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> to the nutsack and I got super super dizzy so I closed my eyes and I got super lightheaded and was spinning and I was like is this what passing out feels like am I about to am I about to pass out and I was like it's fine if you pass out you're already laying down it's no big deal so and then eventually it passed and then he did the other side same fucking thing happened but this time I was like fairly certain I was going out that time and oh. for some reason I, I don't know how I didn't did you like get the thing where you like can't hear did that happen? Yeah, like, yeah. My ears yeah, started uh-huh. going like. Did you get tunnel vision? And it was basically like it was going to be like goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like I got kicked off the the mind internet, but it didn't. It didn't. I stayed. I guess I'm just real strong in that way. Like my body doesn't want to pass out. It yeah. wants to endure. Yeah. Um, well, think about all the times I almost passed out. I never did. Well, because they, so they get so here's the whole thing, and I'll say I'll talk a couple. Of, I'll say a little bit more too. Um, I don't regret getting it done and I certainly don't regret getting it done awake, but I would recommend to most people you do not do that. You get put to, you get not, not put to sleep, but they basically give you twilight. So you're just sleeping through it. Cause number one, it's just a humiliating experience, (laughs) um, which, you know, that's going to bother each person individually and on a different level, but also you feel things and they're not pleasurable whatsoever. And it was just kind of embarrassing. And so I would say just get put to sleep and then they'll wake you up and it'll already be done and yeah, you just go on your and way. You won't remember anything. But anyway, I don't regret it. Um, and I certainly don't regret not getting put to sleep for it. It was fine. But uh, also no one said anything about having to wear a jock strap. <laughs> and then when they had to lift my butt, so like they're done the procedure and then and he's like, what size do you think? And he's like, a large. And I'm like, what? What size? What are they going to put something over my penis? <laughs> like, I didn't know what they were doing. I was like, it's definitely, if they said large, it's definitely not my penis. So, so they started, they, they're like, all right, lift up your butt. But then when they tried to lift, when I tried to lift up my butt, I was so numb from the lidocaine. I was like, oh God, I'm paralyzed. 
they <laughs> they cut the wrong nerve. What happened? And I was trying to like, come on, lift it up, God. come on, buddy, lift it up. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift it. And I like probably got it like a centimeter off. And I just got the sensation because I couldn't feel my penis or my balls at this point. It was just all lidocaine. <laughs> I just got the 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 sensation of like pressure. Yeah. And then they just started shoving all this gauze in it, all this gauze in it. And basically my dick's becoming like an any belly button at this point because it's just like trying to escape the the cruel world from outside. So they're like, okay, uh, you could sit up now. And when I sat up, they put me in like a little wheelchair and I looked around and finally got a, like, uh, I couldn't see anybody the whole time. I just heard voices and I was like, sounds like there's like seven people in here. So when I sat up, there was like six people there and I was like, why are all these fucking people in here just to cut two things or whatever? And so they wheeled me back or whatever. And then I, she's like, you want something to eat? You want something to drink? I was like, I just want to go home. Can I just put my clothes on and go out to my wife? And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave me my clothes and I came out. I remember I walked out in the, into the waiting room where you were. I looked down at my pants because I felt like my bulge was so big because they had this jock strap full of gauze. And I was like, oh yeah, that's impressive. Check out my bulge, yo. Oh man. When I saw the look on your face though, I was like, oh boy, I gotta get I gotta get over there. We gotta get out of here, go home. So Yeah, I made a face out of like that was not that was not a pleasure pleasurable or it was not like going to disney or yeah, anything yeah. like that it wasn't like a it wasn't like a staycation or anything cool <laughs> uh so then anyway so i finally get home and i'm like wait my seven days which is an eternity and i finally like everybody's telling me like you're the first couple of times you shoot it's gonna be black come bro black fucking blackest come you ever seen so you were terrified and i was like i'm not gonna look at it i'm not gonna do it <laughs> so anyway the first jo session i was like oh fuck it i'm just gonna just shoot it on the floor and i'm gonna observe i'm gonna get down on my hands and knees. i'm gonna look through this so I fucking I shot. It was so much fucking cum. Not painful at all because at this point, talking seven days, I didn't really have any swelling or bad yeah, bruising or anything really like that. Well. I kept showing stuff. I was like, look at it. It's impressive. My boys, they're yeah. like Wolverine. <laughs> they have really quick healing abilities. Um, But I did feel like like Gandhi going on a hunger strike, not being able to jerk. You yeah. know? And when I shot that splooge, I went down there. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any blood. It looks like regular amount of splooge, no loss in quantity. Uh, no loss in quality, I, I mean, guess, right? I don't know. They say that, but I can't imagine like it's just playing it safe, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in conclusion, I highly recommend it. Don't regret it. Wish I took the Twilight Anesthesia route instead. Uh, I didn't want to have to be sitting, you know, awake for any of that shit uh, while my pink prince was exposed. <laughs> I felt violated. I felt vulnerable. Yeah. I felt vacuolated. Vacuolated? Yeah. I was like, when, when the doctor, like when I was waiting for the doctor, uh, they gave me like a diazepam and I took it like I was supposed to have surgery at 11. So I took it. So it was kicking in at 11 towards the fullest. But I waited for the doctor for so long that the diazepam started to wear off. And I was like, I changed my mind. Please, <laughs> please give me, give me the sleepy milk. Please, baby, want to sleep? Baby, want to sleep? I'm not strong. I thought I was strong. <laughs> and then the doctor was in there and I was like, it's too late. Well, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Um, all in all, I am happy I did it because it's going to be awesome to have unlimited cream pie actions <laughs> for the rest of my life. No worries. At least for the next 10 years. I feel like I'm going to be, I'll be good. I'll be, I'll be a tour de force still in the bedroom for at least 10 more years. But then 53 comes, it's probably going to be, you think so? It's going to be a de severe decline. Why do you say that? I just don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I will be like heavy hitting the fun size Snickers at that point and the beer belly is going to be extensive. Oh, well, that's not that long for, I mean, from now. What are we like, drinking, stuff? Okay. What are we drinking? Yeah. Um, Shape of Haze to Come. This is the uh, Orange Creamsicle from the Chamonix Creek Brewing. It's pretty good. It's tasty, man. I dig it. 
I mean, I've had a, I've had a better creamsicle IPA, but tired hands, it's bro. good. But it's good. Tired hands is the best. Plus, but- I, I like the artwork also. Plus, you can pick this up at your local Wegmans if you're familiar with the Wegglestons. If you they live, have- if you live near one, yeah, or you can drive to PA. They're prevalent. Yeah. Are they? Are they like everywhere? Like outside of PA or just uh, in PA? No, I think PA. No, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I'm honestly, a, honestly, 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 I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, so I make more guides, Stephanie. Okay, so we're going to start with Night Visitor from 1989, Children of the Corn from 2020, but released in 2023, Significant Other from 2022, Knock at the Cabin 2023, Scream 6 2023. Got a good roundup, lineup, something. <laughs> lineup, sign up, brine up, ass up. You know what I'm saying? Man up. Okay, our first movie, Night Visitor from 1989, um, rated R, an hour and 33 minutes, short and sweet. Toot sweet. Uh, <laughs> toot sweet. I don't even know what that means. It's French. Oh, what um, does toot mean? Just toot is two? No, no. Is it like a fart um, smell? I think like, toot like your sweet, fart smells sweet? I think, no, I think toot sweet means like, like right away. I like to believe I it think. means like, like the sweet smell of a corpse. No. Like toot sweet. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the synopsis is, a student known for telling stories witnesses a murder, the latest in a series of satanic killings of hookers. Yeah, That's it's it. like, basically this movie's like a Fright Night if the killer in Fright Night looked like Alex Jones and Alex Jones was a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. And, that's what you and there have. was no sexy vampires in there But they're sexy prostitutes. Let yeah. me tell you something. Have you ever in your life seen a prostitute 5% as attractive as any of these women of the night? Holy shit. I mean, every one of them is true. I mean, <clears throat> one of them has like a butterface. Yeah. But like, the, for the most part, these are some sexy ladies of the night. Yeah. Like there's some new wave hookers. <laughs> for real. Um, I don't think there's really anyone to mention uh, except for... Um, the guy from Dick Tracy, that weird, that weird looking guy. Oh, that little dude. Scott, yeah, Scott Fultz is not. Nah, 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 that's Scott. not his well, name. Two Henry, Henry Gibson is. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Henry Gibson is the weird brother. No, no, no. Jake. No, Mike, isn't he? Oh, yeah. No, he's his friend. Oh no, Michael Ma- Pollard. I'm Michael sorry. Pollard. Michael, Michael Pollard. Is, Michael uh, Pollard is the, the brother. Satanist brother that's like in Dick Tracy, and he's like, "Oh no, what are you gonna do, <laughs> big brother? You're Satanist to the dark side." <laughs> he's like the comic relief of the movie. Oh no, you're so evil, like. Like Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Welcome to the Machina. Uh, also, Elliot Gold is in this, which is weird. No. Henry Gibson's in this shit. Who plays the fucking... That's who I said Henry Gibson. I, I was confusing Hen- them. Henry uh, Gibson is the guy from uh, The Burbs. Yeah. Who plays the doctor. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor. And then also... Dr. Klopek. The fucking... Um, the cat, the police captain is Richard Roundtree. Oh yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, motherfucker Shaft. Um, and then what I was, I was thinking of Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed, I mean, needs no introduction. Yeah. If I if if I got any, and I do have something to say about it because <laughs> in my in my woods porn collection there was, let me tell you, not one, not two, not three, but like four Playboys with Shannon Tweed's vag all over it, and I loved every single second of those magazines. I mean, she's pretty hot. I would lay her centerfold out on my bed when my parents weren't home, and I would like be like, Chantweed, you're my girl now, and you can't leave the room because the door is locked and you're a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh man. But she's in a, Chantweed's in this other, like, terrible movie. I think it's called Cannibal Girls 
in the avocado jungle or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, could yeah. Just, I can look it up. You don't have to look it okay. up. I mean, she's in, she's it. in it and it's not good, yeah. and, but it's great because she's in it and it's long, but time anytime she's on screen. But in this movie, it's totally cool for her to give a fucking like kid that's in high school a beer and basically yeah. try to fuck them. Yeah. And, and even the kids like, yeah, mom, the neighbor tried to have sex with me and she's like, oh, come on. You know, she's a fucking hot and horny fucking <laughs> single mom. She's going to plow her. She wasn't even like a, it was so odd that she moved into that neighborhood. To like, be a prostitute. Because she wasn't even like a mom. She just lived in a single home, like in the burbs. It was weird. It was really weird, but I loved it. it I was, was like, I, like, these are the situations that never happen in real life. Like you never have a hot neighbor that moves in that wants to have sex with you when you're like <laughs> underage. Oh, uh, no. You're like, which a, is a good thing. Like your attractive teacher never tries to have sex with you. Right. And then when they do when you see kids that are spoiled these days and their teachers have sex with them and it's like this hot ass biology teacher was having sex with a 14 year old. I was like, you fucking ruined your life. You could have just been having sex with this woman all through high school and you had to go tell your friends. That's rape. Well, it's not rape. <laughs> not sorry for a boy because boys just, they want oh it all the time. Oh my God, it is though. That's not rape. Uh, do you want to hear the tagline? Yeah, of course. It's, it's pretty great. I need um, to hear it. Demons, hookers, ritual killings. Billy has a very vivid imagination. But what is real and what isn't? Only Billy and his teacher know. Billy likes to drink milk with no glass out of the carton, and it pisses Steph off in this movie <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I just don't understand why that was a thing. I mean, especially in the 80s, probably early 90s, where like kids would 80s? come in. Kids would come in and be like, oh, I'm so sweaty. I was playing because in the field, and I'm so sweaty. Well, I'm so thirsty. You gotta drink vitamin D whole milk and yeah, out and, of the carton. I used to go to my friend's house and his mom only had vitamin D milk and she would cook everything in vitamin D milk. So by the time I left my friend's house, if I ate dinner over there or had a sleepover, I had so bad, the worst stomach cramps of my life and it was just full blast diarrhea. <laughs> and I never knew why until I was like, oh, it was all the vitamin D milk that that bitch put in everything. Yeah. She'd be like, "You are you thirsty? You want a glass of water? But it was like cut in half with vitamin D milk. It was fucking horrible. And what did your mom use? Like skim milk? My mom used skim milk. So yeah, it was basically like white water. It's water. <laughs> fucking white water dude not water but no like i think like in the 80s and and early 90s there was like you have to drink your milk because people were terrified that everybody had osteoporosis and your bones were weak my mom would be like you gotta drink your drink your milk and it would be like room temperature milk in the summertime in like a sweaty glass and i would just be like trying to fucking force down my mom's terrible fucking overcooked london broil and like mush broccoli with milk that's awful it was fucking sad but i mean at least that my mom fed me so i can't complain too much i did survive those years so it's true you did um i'm gonna see if there's any good trivia do you want to get into like the like the storyline a little bit more i feel like that synopsis really didn't paint the true picture yeah, go, go t- t- tell me the story, and I'm going to skim through the trivia real quick. Um, so, yeah, so basically this kid, it's funny how they, they really portray him as, like, he's this, like, um, you know, the boy, who, the boy who cried wolf, where he's, like, telling these elaborate stories, but his lies are so dumb. The, the lies that he tells, like, he was late for class, and his teacher was like, why were you fucking late for class again? And he's like, oh, my mom's hair dryer blew up. Right, so like, what? But then he's supposed to be like the boy who cried wolf because no one believes him. But I was like, but all he told were like really stupid, stupid lies. Stupid So lies. now everybody thinks everything he says is fucking like complete yeah, bullshit. Like how he witnessed a murder, and everyone's like, yeah. The no. movie comes across as like it's in- really enjoyable, at least for me it was. But it, it's a really cheesy satanic panic movie from the late eighties, and um, apparently the writer, um, who did who like sent in his screenplay or whatever, and he said he wrote like one of the most exploitative 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 jesus christ and trashy movies and 
it included all this cannibalism and graphic nudity. And then when the movie came out, he was like, mm, I was going to say, that is not the movie we watched. Oh, um, yeah, this movie's just, you got, you got that weird brother from Dick Tracy being like, your furniture, because people <laughs> use you and they sit on you. And so you're like a lazy boy. Yeah, oh my God. Of made of flesh. But yeah, like him and his brother, who is, who is the high school teacher, are Satanist and they just kill all these prostitutes, which like, that doesn't really make. They don't know why. Like, are they are they killing them all for rituals? Because that doesn't seem right. Well, it was also supposed to be like this, like trilogy movie where Billy kept having weird neighbors move in next door. So they wanted to do a second one, and in the second one, instead of a prostitute moving in next door, was a voodoo priestess. Oh, that makes sense. And it was supposed to be this like reoccurring thing of like a neighbor moving in that's weird. And I was like, that's actually like a really good idea for a TV show. Yeah, where someone has a neighbor that just keeps moving in, and something terrible happens or something weird, like they're a vampire, they're a werewolf, they're a serial killer, and then you just keep going on and on and on. And you it would never go, end. Never end. <laughs> this this neighbor's a long butt. Oh no, the next neighbors along but too but this one's greasier <laughs> no and the thing that was that's funny is like they try to put like some some like yuck yuck humor into this by yeah, like because his friend's name sam loomis but yeah right but also there's like weird like uh devil statues around like oh. there's like one that's like in the bedroom that you see and it's just like such cheesy well it's like if you ever watch any of these like beware of satanists like satanic panic like religious vhs tapes from like the late 80s early 80s early 90s they're all like that they're like it'll be like a guy walking around in like the woods and it'll be like clearly there was satanists out here sacrificing dogs as they do in the ritual of satanus <laughs> and then he points over to like this really poorly drawn like pentagram on like a tree that like clearly a kid just did because he bought like an iron maiden album or yeah, something yeah. and they're like they're everywhere the satanists are embedded in our culture from the very top to the very bottom of the dregs of society but there's like also a scene though where like the the satanic high school teacher is uh wearing like a tracksuit yeah but it's like a red velour satanic tracksuit oh yeah yeah that's that's amazing i love i love that humor in it though it is good yeah but like in the 80s they always try to demonize like all the toys too they're like he-man he-man is here to bring satan into your trip but like yeah. why weren't they like if your son collects He-Man, he's a homo because look at all these glistening muscles. <laughs> yeah. Every single, the villains, the heroes, there's no fats. They're all hard nipple boys. <laughs> your son's going to become a homo from all the hard nipple boys. But they never did that. They no. could have They could have really ran with that. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they yeah. did some damage to the, to the gay community if they wanted to. Those religious fanatics. They ruined everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what else is there to say about this movie? In the end... Well, basically... He's <laughs> so like, let's wrap it up already. <laughs> but no, basically the movie's like... So he has like this neighbor move in. She's like a prostitute. This this satanic guy, for well, whatever he reason... he figures it out because he spies on her very next door neighbor with his telescope. Right. And he sees her banging like this old dude. And she... But she knows and she gives him a wink. Yeah, because she was going to fuck him. Yeah. So basically, that Satanist saved him from being raped, as you would say. He was <clears> going to be raped by this woman. That's true. Yeah. According to your logic, he was going to be raped and this yeah. Satanist saved him from being raped. So <laughs> technically, he was the hero of the movie. Was he? Saving yeah. the... Saving, you know... The blue collar worker from getting VD out in the streets from Miss Sally Joe, <laughs> like strutting that ass with fucking scabies and herpes, you know? Remember, like, when I was like, he's how a jukebox hero. <coughs> when I was like, how old is she fucking supposed to be? You're like, she's probably in her 20s. And, then, and I was like, she's got to be like 40. She was like 28. Yeah, she was 28. <laughs> Shan Twee was fucking gorgeous, though, man. So just her being in this, even though it's a short thing, it does add to the movie. But anyway, he witnesses her getting killed by 
the Satanist guy who ends up being like his history teacher. Yeah. And it's just like this weird dynamic because like mostly when you watch these movies, it's kind of like who like kind of like how Scream beats it to death where like who's the killer? Right. right you don't right. know who the killer is. But this they reveal to you who In, the like, killer the first is. first 20 minutes. So there's no mystery to it. And they're basically relying on the weirdness of just like the characters that are in the movie, which is the Satanist guy, the doofus, the doofus main kid looks like a really doofus version of Jim Carrey. Like yeah. if Jim Carrey was like trying to be like a Hollywood honk and he's like, Oh, I'm a honk. I'm a Jim. <laughs> you know? right, right, look, and, his, and his best friend is the weirdest fucking looking kid. He's got cherubism yeah. like in his cheeks or yeah, something. Right. Yeah. He's got like a little Zadar going on in the face. <laughs> Steph's like that dude's face is annoying. I was like, yeah, the first time I watched this, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I just want to punch the shit out of him. <laughs> You just want to fuck that kid up. He looks but so like annoying. so. The whole thing. So there's no mystery about like it's not like a who done it, right? We know who did it, and so and but then, like they rely on like it's basically like is anyone going to believe Billy, right? And then solve this crime. You're going to be like, yeah. How's he going to get to the bottom of it? How's he going to get to the bottom of this stuff? He's going to be chased down an alleyway with his girlfriend, and he's going <laughs> to stumble into a watermelon patch and throw a watermelon <laughs> at the car. And Steph's like, he did, that was a watermelon. He just threw. I'm like, yeah, you stupid idiot. He fell in a watermelon melon patch <laughs> in, in, an alley- in an alleyway. <laughs> and when they showed the next scene, he was laying in the watermelon patch, and Steph was dying laughing. I was like, yeah, it was a legit a watermelon. Oh but I think God. like there's there's such fun elements in this, but it could have been so much. Better, so much better so much better yeah but for what it was it's a fun ride um it's it's terrible though yeah it's, but i do recommend you watch <laughs> it especially if you're a fan of those really cheesy 80 satanic panic movies it holds up it, the problem is it doesn't have it it doesn't do anything really well it doesn't tell the story real well it doesn't have enough gore in it it doesn't have enough nudity in it no there, are, there aren't even there aren't even like any good songs on the soundtrack it's very you know? it's like it's very just, very middling yeah but like it's shot fairly well yeah. i would say like it looks like a competent movie and it's edited really well but like steph said the soundtrack's also like Meh. but and it is but like there is scenes when like the satanist guy comes and it's like oh that music satanus! 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 <laughs> and it goes on for like 40 seconds and you're like okay we get it satan's in the house no, that music is the best satan's in the house and, and then it wraps up like like any good uh you know 80s movie uh should with a with a happy ending and the couple the couple it's gets cheesy. together it's yeah. a really cheesy ending <laughs> it's really cheesy it's really fucking cheesy. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a recommend. I think when it was over, Steph was like, meh. Oh, I mean, I'm still mad about it. Yeah, that was your, that was your overall <laughs> consensus. I was like, really? You didn't enjoy it? She's like, <laughs> she just walked into the kitchen and got some vitamin D milk uh, yeah, and yeah. started drinking it out of the carton. And I was like, <laughs> that's how I felt. Uh, up next is another winner. Children of the corn. From 2020, or, why did it take three or, years to be released? Or as Steph said, this movie should be called Garbage Corn. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that, that's the name. That's a great, oh, that's man. a great rename stuff. Oh, if Stephen King were dead, he'd be rolling over in his grave right he, now. He has already done so many like three sixties <laughs> in his mock grave at home that like he could never die. Yeah. Because he's true. been, that boy been ass up like just nonstop. <laughs> they just, everybody always eating Stephen King's ass and then just jamming it in there. And Steve's like, Oh, 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 I'm getting ass fucked again. It must, it must mean there's another one of my movies coming out. That's total garbage. I mean, but, but this was just like. Can you even call this like a, like Stephen King's story? Like sure. it's so fucking far sure you removed. You can. It was a fucking CGI yeah. scarecrow vine man, as you know from the story. He who walks among the corn row is actually made of corn. Yeah. He's got like. Uh, what, what's <laughs> oh that? What's God. that corn company? Belmont. Delmont. Belmonte. Yeah, Del Monte. <laughs> 
Belmont. <laughs> Simon Belmont. Oh, Simon Belmont. Yeah. You're talking about Castlevania? Yeah, Simon, uh, Simon First Belmont. First of all, look at this guy. I mean, no one else can see this, but this is the director. Mm. Oh my God, I want to punch him. Yeah. He looks like I want to punch him. He looks like he's saying, <laughs> Schnorch McNary. He does. I don't think he did shit. Looks like he was just a writer on No, I looked at So say, just give, give, give whatever. I'm going to look it up too. Uh, because gonna, there, I did look at what he directed and it's trash. Yeah, well, he, he was a writer for Equilibrium and that's all I saw. Oh, I, I like, did see oh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equilibrium. Um, so the synopsis is. Um, Which is decidedly the business. Okay. This, the synopsis, first of all, starts off by saying the film. So this is not a good synopsis. Why would you write this? The film describes the events leading up to and including the massacre of the adults of a small town in Nebraska by their children after the adults' irresponsibility ruins the crop and the children's future. Because all, all the adults <laughs> oh are alcoholics, yes. they're cheating liars, and and rednecks. And they sell out to big corn, they which is actually said in the movie. <laughs> Y'all just trying to sell out to big corn. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just looked at stuff and I was like, this movie. Granted, the original Children of the Corn movie is not great. It still holds like a um, place in my heart. No, okay. Next to this, it's a fucking masterpiece. It is a masterpiece compared to this. But like, the thing about this movie is with, I mean, like, we're not going to get too much into the fucking story of Children of the Corn because if you know it, you, if you've watched the original or read the story, you know what it is. But basically, like, they don't do anything that they do successful in the first movie to begin with. I mean, a lot of the sequels are just trash, too. So I'm not trying to say any of those are competent. I'm just going to talk about this movie and the original. In the original, you had like the kids were creepy. They were legit. They were, they were legit creepy. And, and sometimes like have I think that the success of having kids being creepy is less is more. Yes. So you always have kids less dialogue. You want a kid to just walk around and you're like, what's that kid thinking about? Right. And like, With his weird Amish clothes. Right. And just like <laughs> walking around because like that's scary to me. But yes. I don't want to. Ki These kids don't shut the fuck up. They don't. They mm -hmm. say the worst fucking dialogue. The girl that plays basically um, the weird midget guy from the original. I can't oh. think of the actor's name. Who? Um, Isaac? The guy who plays Isaac. Yeah. It's like traded in in this movie for like a girl named and, Eden Edwards. And that's, holy a, that's a porn star name shit. if I ever heard one. Shell boing boing is right, Steph. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I thought the first time I saw that girl. I was like, that bitch a porn star. And she's like, eight. <laughs> that's the name I said. Oh my uh, God. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you're fucking sick, though. Okay, but first of all, there's nobody that you would recognize in this cast except like that skinny, I mean, that fucking, the, the guy who played the pastor. I think he the was. The guy from the pastor plays the guy who flies the whirly gig in Road Warrior. Yeah. The guy who play who flies the helicopter in Road Warrior, right. and I think he's in the first one. I think he's in Beyond Thunderdome as well. But he's, he's the only person. He's ancient though, yeah. And he plays guess big shocker guys. The fucking goddamn priest is a kid toucher. Oh shit! Didn't see that coming. No. Nope, you get nope, it nope. coming. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, but so there's nobody like which is fine if there's a bunch of unknowns. But oh, oh, no one's good. No, there's no good acting in this. So movie. just so you know, this guy also was a writer for Point Break remake. Oh, okay. And Total Recall remake. Oh yeah, and Law Abiding Citizen. Mm. He was writers for all that. This guy's just smelling his own farts. So then he's then, like, is what now, you're "Oh man, I did Point Break, such justice. The remake. Time to move on to the Corn Children." <laughs> you want to hear the tagline? Yeah, of course. Nothing ever really dies in the corn. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a line from the book. I think like, maybe. Because it lives forever in the corners. Oh, it's so bad, man. What is, the, so what, bad. what is the part of this movie that got you the most, the, got you the most angry? 
Remember when they fucking uh, tranquilized the kids with the cow? Oh, okay. First of all, no, what they did. Okay. There's an orphanage in this town and um, one of the teenage kids goes on a rampage and like goes into the building and like kills a bunch of teachers or something. Right. So he's holding like everyone hostage. So what the sheriff decides to do is he's going to pump halothane into the building to sedate him Cause it's like a veterinary sedative. And they basically he kill kills kids. 50 kids. He kills 50 he kids. He murders 50 but children. The next shot is of him still being the sheriff. Like, <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have killed them kids, but at least we stopped like, you know, a real tragedy on our hands right there. Didn't I do a good job? Yeah, that's right. Deputy fist bump corn power but like also it's like nobody cares about these fucking kids because they don't have parents mm. they're just like disposable and you don't but give I, a shit about any of the characters in it you hate everybody the main girl's like that's supposed to be like the good girl that's like older that's not affected by like whatever is taking over the it's never clear like what is taking over the children like you just know they go into the corn but like i feel like they do a much better job of like the cult aspect of yes. it in in the first in, in the, the first original movie. movie yeah yeah because like Malachi is like this weird looking guy. He's like a weird looking preacher guy. And he starts like turning Who, all Isaac, the- Isaac, you mean? Yeah, Malachi, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but yeah, Al- yeah. Well, Malachi is fucking weird and too. And Malachi is weird too because he's ginger. Yeah. And so you're immediately scared. <laughs> but this is weird because it's just like this angry little girl orphan. She's one of the orphans. And she's mad because all of her friends are dead. That's really what it, how it starts, Maybe isn't it, it? It's kind of the backstory of, of, of like a girl's rise to being a porn star in many ways. <laughs> like Eden Ivy or whatever yeah. the fuck her name is. Eden Edwards. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but like uh, the original movie, what was so creepy about that is like- they There's did, a lot they, of creepy moments. But they did show a lot, right? right? Like they showed like all like the dead bodies and stuff in that one scene, which was very dark. But right. it, was, it was so- that, that like affected me- so much like i still think about that there's nothing in this movie that is creepy no. there aren't even any like good kills in it there's a really creepy scene when like you know initially linda blair i feel like that's a good aspect of the movie itself too is having linda blair and Not like linda the report- blair. i mean uh linda <laughs> hamilton jesus christ coming like that's a different movie because like when, well, when the kid runs out of the corner and they hit the kid it's yes. like a, and they find out like he's really stabbed and stuff like that it's like a cool little like introduction to what's going right, on because there's you're, no you're, good the pacing of this sucks no because you're immediately like what the fuck like this movie yeah. is just and then they kind of, and it's um, to me it's always cool as to come come into the story as an outsider when the kids have already done their deed yes. because this movie's basically like setting it up so you can see all the kids get killed and you get some of that in flashbacks in the original but it's better as flashbacks because I think it's way cr- more creepier going into a town that's supposed already, to be like it's like desolate yeah and there's just kids wandering in and out and you're like what's kind of happening yeah. here they don't do that well in this movie at no, all there's like a scene where like they're hanging the adults like in like the uh the, t- the local town yeah, like, like gymnasium the, yeah, yeah, or something yeah. and i'm just like this isn't anything this isn't making me feel any way no. it's just making me feel annoyed no so big shocker children of the corn is a fucking huge pile of shit i don't know how we got through this movie it was that bad it was real terrible and i think we were <laughs> supposed to watch maverick and we were supposed to watch maverick because it was free on uh like hbo max or something like that and i was like we could watch maverick for free and maybe it'll be great Spoiler alert, it turned out to be real great. What, Maverick? Oh, Maverick. Uh, the new um, Top, Top Gun. Gun. We loved Top it. Gun. That was really good. We loved it. E- even though Doc Kilmer's in it like, Oh, but you um, feel bad for him. I want you to fly high, Goose. <laughs> no, Goose is dead. Goose. 
<laughs> you maverick, you mean. Tom Cruise, I want you to fly your plane over my friend's car and poop out of it like you're a bird pooping on him from the sky. No, it, that movie was so successful because it had that same feel, feel of and, like an and 80s soundtrack movie. and yeah. tension. And it was good. But anyway, so I was like, nah, we could watch a really great movie, but why don't we pay six dollars to watch Children of the Corn and stuff? So like, mmm, buggers. And I was like, I have to do it, stuff. You know, I have to do it. And she's like, I know you have to do this. I know we have to take this journey together. And we held hands and yeah. I pressed make payment of $6. It was like Thelma and Louise jumping off the cliff. Yeah, and we did it. <laughs> Except there was just like a porn star at the bottom of the cavern ready to like choke us on corn cobs. Oh my God. But Oh, oh I didn't, we didn't say this either. Uh, Night Visitor, if you want to check that out, it's free on Tubi and it's free on Shutter if you have it on Amazon Prime. Mm. This, uh, I don't know where it's at. Don't recommend don't, you watch don't it Don't watch it. Don't this bother. A huge pile of shit. Don't bother. Uh, final thoughts on Children of the Corns? Uh, uh, final thoughts is... Um, it, it was terrible. There was no Outlander. There and was no, where is your woman? You know, or we uh, have your woman. Outlander, we have your woman! It just was, there was nothing. There also, wasn't a single redeeming speaking quality. Speaking of final thoughts. Yeah. Jerry Springer, final thoughts. Uh, Jerry Springer died dude, the day I, I had my vasectomy. Oh, you killed him. You want to talk about weird shit. He died with and your babies. And also, <laughs> I'm not going to like pull up another sale of Satan lore, but I may resp- be responsible for Jerry Springer dying. I also may be responsible for getting, uh, Tucker Carlson, Carl oh, Tucker. Or, Carl Tuckerson, Carl. Yeah, I might be responsible for getting him kicked off the air because I talked about him on Demons 2. You did. And then we released that episode. And then his ass got fired. Carl Tuckerson, Carl. <laughs> no, he no more. He yeah. gone. No, but didn't you hear? He's going to be taking a show to Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Twitter. I mean, Twitter doesn't even have shows. There's always someone to fill the void. That's uh, the problem. Like, that's when people get excited about, like, X, Y, and Z is not in the running anymore. Or this person doesn't exist because they got shot. Whatever it is, there's <laughs> always there is another piece of shit to fill the void of humanity. So don't worry, there's always someone there just waiting. There's always another Alex that's Jones. True. No, that's true. They're out there. They're waiting. Very they, true. They they grow on trees like Coca Cola. <laughs> Coca Cola growing trees. in America it does. That's why we all got the beatus. Uh, okay, so next up is um, it's like a, it's a little refreshing, I think, because it was actually a, a an enjoyable movie. Mm. Significant Other from 2022, um, starring. I'll say it's decent. My, yeah, it was enjoyable. Pretty fucking decent. Um, my, I don't know how to say her name. Micah Monroe from uh, It Follows. Oh yeah, I, I love her, dude. She was. I fucking love her, and I'm always like, why isn't she in more stuff? Yeah. Succulent. She's great. Delicious. She's, she's a good l- actress. She's like a pink lady apple. Yeah. It's always always good, no matter what the season is. Um, and a- apparently the guy who plays her, um her partner, her boyfriend in this is from the, the white Lotus, which is like oh, yeah, a yeah. Prop- popular show on a uh, HBO max, mm-hmm. which I haven't watched. People be preaching about it, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. But you know, who's in Did it? You, you, Stifler's oh, mom is in it. Uh, and this is going to be t- like keep jumping ahead, but I don't want to yeah. forget to bring it up when we talk about M night Shyamalan. Did you watch servant his show on fucking no. my coworker is telling me it's so fucking good. It's I on wanna, Apple plus. Yeah, There's four seasons of it. Dude, we need to get Apple Plus because there's like a shit ton of things yeah, I want to watch are, on we there. We're going to get Apple Plus. Okay. <laughs> we right. cancel everything else. Wait, we have to, well, we have to finish Junior Bake Off and then we can cancel Oh, Netflix. yeah, I got to know what these kids are up to <laughs> with the baking sessions. <laughs> what are they going to drop on the floor and then serve to the judges? I fucking love it. <laughs> I said, why? I love it. <laughs> Probably picking their boogies and who, who knows? <laughs> That's a, I want to see the Americanized version of that because it would be kids picking would, at their asses. It, picking their snots. Oh my God. Bugging it up, pooping it up. People are just eating feces. Fucking. Not these British kids though. They're so polite. The one girl said, damn it. And I was like, you're five. You're going to fucking hell, bitch. Uh, okay. So the synopsis for this movie, 
uh, follows a young couple who take a remote backpacking trip through the Pacific Northwest and face sinister events leading them to realize that everything about the place is not as it seems. I mean, everything is as it seems, but now with the oh, people, it's not right, seems. Right. Yeah. Seems as not. Seems as it's not. Yeah. Uh, okay. So wait, I did find the one one piece of trivia. Oh, tell me this trivia. I got it um, here. That is uh, on I don't, IMDb. I don't believe it's real. Somebody put it here. Steph to read it, and I was like, "This is us. so stupid and strange <laughs> that you have to read it." Okay. Um, so anyway, the couple when they in the beginning of the movie they they're on their road trip and they stop and get food at this little roadside shack kind mm. of place, and there's a fucking weird ass kid, and I think this is the kid that they're referring to, yeah. right? Um, the type of clothing the young character Jimmy was wearing at the restaurant during the first act are called overalls. Who knew? Um, although popular <laughs> with children, especially since the advent of the brand Oshkosh Bagosh. Uh, Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> the style is still ubiquitous amongst craft workers because of the, their practicality and durability. Kids, everybody wears these. <laughs> Steph wears farmer jeans. Yes. And I love them. Who wrote this trivia? I don't know, but the only thing I don't like about overalls like current overalls is they don't got the button pouch for the butt i want to be able to undo the the butt in your no overalls. one had those in overalls i thought they were just in like the real sleep, farmers the have that because if you get the trots you have to be able to <laughs> quickly excavate urea is the farmer's trots a thing i know runners yeah trots you think shucking corn isn't going to give you diarrhea <laughs> that's why all the all the fucking adults died in children of the corn remake because they were shucking corn so much oh my God. they had like chronic diarrhea they were shitting out all the salt in their oh, salt man. content of their body i remember when i used to shuck corn at my aunt's house in jersey and then there'd be like a little worm in there sometimes and i'd be real upset about that Mm, ruin yeah. the whole fucking kernel you don't like for me. you don't like discovering critter, you don't like <laughs> discovering critters because when you were out front like getting the uh, old leaves off of our planner you're like I, every time i lose up the leaves there's all these grubs under there and they're like because ah! <laughs> they were like bright light <laughs> i killed so many insects. i could hear her out there talking to herself like every time she would see them be like i'm sorry <laughs> she was making noises that, like someone was probably like who was she talking to it was like they were like vampire larvae out there talking to the worms again <laughs> Oh my god! All my neighbors probably think I'm insane because I told Jesse that uh, like every morning at like seven a.m. I take Nandor down to the park and we play in the um, basketball court, mm-hmm. and I run around with him like crazy and like just play like ooh, ooh like games like ooh and I and I and I growls at me and we play and people are probably just fucking watching me out of their windows. They're probably like, look shut, at this weirdo they're, again. No, they're probably like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Someone probably like woke up and they're like, I think there's a monkey loose in our neighborhood because every morning I hear ooh, 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 and I hear scampering. Oh my God. We're the weirdos on the block, I guess. We are the weirdos, mister. It's you and Nandor. So this And Nandor's eating like another dog's turd off the sidewalk. Or something terrible that he's not supposed to be eating. Dead bird. It's dead baby bird season, by the way. Dead baby bird season. And it says, well, you need to make a PSA and it's John Voight from Anaconda. And it's like, it's baby bird season. So make sure you clean up the dead baby birds so your dog doesn't eat the baby bird deads. Oh my god, luckily he hasn't gotten any yet because I don't want to have to deal with that shit. Mm. Anyway, um, so this movie, yeah, so it's this young couple who um, are going on a backpacking trip and she's like very reluctant. She's very like trauma. She doesn't, but some she, kind of trauma. But you, you get the. You the think sense, there's camping trauma? You do, but this, you because she talks about how she loves to be in the open, o- the open water. She loves to surf, but there's something about like going into the forest. They that, don't like, ever is, describe tell you why though, do they? They don't really. No. Other than she has panic attacks, but there's no real un. There's an unknown origin as to why. Like I was like, did she get raped by somebody on a camping trip when she was young? Like 
What is the origin of her not wanting to no, go? No, because on, any out other, I know, any other mention of like trauma is just tied to like her parents' divorce and her like relationships, you right. know. So it's like I have no idea. Right, it's unclear. Um, so anyway, she, you know, so they go on this backpacking trip, and um, everything seems to be going good. She's like having a good time, it seems, and then he's like, "I'm going to take this moment on this beautiful cliff." overlooking this beautiful ocean view to propose to her mm. and she loses her shit loses her shit. loses her shit she has like a panic attack and then so you get so that's when you start to find out that she has like this trauma that she she doesn't really want to accept that it's like related to her parents divorce but he's like clearly you're fucked up from your parents divorce um but then like a lot of other weird stuff happens where she starts like seeing things like she finds this dead deer, but the deer's covered in all this black stuff and its head is split in half. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like she's and she, like she start I don't know, she's acting strange and you start to think like, what is up with her? Right. Right. Um, and she ends up like fall, going into a, so as, as nervous as she is about backpacking, she walks into a cave. Well, well, her her and her uh, boyfriend get in like an argument, so she walk goes on a walk by herself and ends up finding like a cave. Yeah, when she goes into this cave, there's all this like blue translucent, uh, what what do they call it? Like uh, bioluminescent, like uh, gel crystals that are like blue glowing in there. And she's like, and then she sees something and kind of gasps. She screams, but we don't know what she sees. You don't know what she sees. Um. So anyway, they end up like she goes, she's back with him, and uh, everything seems like it's going okay. But then suddenly she's like. I changed my mind. Like, I want you to propose to me again. And you're mm-hmm. like, what, what is this? What happened to her? If you want to watch this movie, spoilers are coming up. So yeah, if you like want to actually watch this movie, skip ahead like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So she's like, you're like, what, what, the, that's what I was thinking. Like, is she not herself? Like right. what happened? That you think she- basically what the, what the writers want you to believe at this point is, is that she saw something, uh, otherworldly creature, whatever, cryptid, chupacabra, perhaps. And something got inside of her and right. took her over. Took her over. That's what I thought. Her, yeah. Took her over because she's acting like a shell of a person. Yeah. And then so what happens was like Steph said, I want to, can we just act like that didn't happen? And I want you to propose to me back on the, on right, the cliff right again. Right in the same cliff again. And he's like, yeah, cool. Let's do the thing you just said. And then they go there and she's, she hugs him and then she pushes she him pushes off the cliff. She pushes him off the fucking you, cliff. You see that ball go, curse, plunk, and splat. <laughs> and then yeah. she just runs. She starts running into running. the woods. Running into woods. <laughs> Pacific Northwest woods, trees, thick dads, everywhere <laughs> she looks. Ferns, fucking fern gully. She's just trampling on fern gully plantations. Yeah. And eventually she bumps into this uh, other couple that are backpacking and they kind of, oh no, no, I'm sorry. She falls, she hits her head and she hits knock, her head. gets knocked out. And then they, she gets woken up by this couple and they bring her back to her campsite, to their campsite. Right. And they're and talking then, to her and she sees a knife and she grabs it and you're like, oh, this bitch going to kill them now. And, uh, take over. Well, she starts talking about how like he's going to get her and you're like, like what, like what? And then her husband or well, her boyfriend walks, well, like walks up and he's like, Hey, there you are. Where have you been? And, and this, she's like, that's not him. And and you're like, okay, I guess it's not him. Cause clearly you saw him go curse Blunken. Right. And then this is kind of where for me, I was like let down by the movie. Cause at this point I was like super into it. And then he does this Terminator two like finger knife. <laughs> everybody knows the finger knife classic scene from T2 when yeah. he gets, uh, his stepmom, he gets kills a stepmom, or no, he kills um the step his uh, stepdad mm-hmm. as he's drinking the milk out of the carton. Yeah, out of the carton. And it goes through the carton through his mouth. Uh, he basically does that to the dude and cuts him in half with like his finger. And then you just come to find out that okay, it's this alien creature who basically crash landed on Earth and well, he comes to Earth as a scout. 
uh, to scout because, out the planet because more are coming. Right, they're going to take over. And he's going to kill He So he catches her, like she's running, he catches her, and then he's going to kill her. But then he's like, because he inhabited this person, he also has all of his f- memories and his emotions. And he's like, consciousness. I love you. It's basically and so like, he doesn't want to kill her. He never. And he said, he's like, I've inhabited like thousands and millions of creatures on different planets. And this is the first one that actually made him feel something. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he has all the feelings for her, so he can't kill her, but he wants to take her back to his, like, to another planet where they could like live together. And they go on the beach. He takes her down to the beach or whatever. And they're walking towards his craft. And you see it on the beach, kind of cool looking. Yeah, some hokey CGI here and there, but it's pretty solid. And um, well, and then earlier at one point, you find out that like there are sharks that have come really close. The couple tells to them the, that, right? They've the come couple close. T- the couple tells them like, "Oh, we used to surf here, but now the sharks are, are so uh, close to the because water's edge because of global warming. warming." And you're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> Big warming company is <laughs> yes. coming for you." So you kind of are guessing what she's going to do. And so she like lures him out. He's injured and bleeding. And so she lures him out into the ocean where he gets fucking attacked by a shark. Yeah. It's really cool. And she, and she does get away and she manages to get back to the campsite where the truck, their truck is. Yeah. And then she's driving away and, um, he comes through the radio and he's like, well, we missed the whole part too, what, what where part? he takes her back to the. But he takes her back to the cave. Oh, that's right. And that's he's right. like, he's like, oh, I forgot well, about you went, that. He comes. He crawl. She's like trying to run back to the thing or whatever. He comes out and he's like starts to regenerate at this point, and he gets her and brings her to the cave where she discovered her boyfriend's original body in like this kind of like alien like, uh, like ne- a, nest, like a cocoon, kind of like a, like a cocoon from Alien. Yeah, and um. He basically has her in the cocoon at this point. He's like, all right, well, oh my God, I forgot this whole part. And it's real creepy. And it's actually a really cool scene because he's basically like, well, if we can't be together, I'm going to basically combine. I'm going to become I'm, you. He's going to yeah. become. He basically, he doesn't want to fully become her. He wants to be himself and her at the same time. So it's weird when you're watching this scene because the CGI they do on his face is basically making him become her. So yeah. it looks real creepy. It is real creepy. And he's got like this tentacle hooked up to her and he's like taking her DNA or her life force or whatever. And then she basically taps into the, her, her, anxiety. her anxiety that she experiences because throughout the movie, she has to take like anxiety medication because she keeps on having panic attacks. And she basically makes the, the alien have a panic attack because he doesn't yes. know how to control his emotions. Yep. And that's and when she bashes his head yep. with a rock, uh-huh. like just completely decimates the head with a rock. Super gory, super awesome. Then she runs back to right. the fucking- And she's covered in that blue goo. Covered in the yep. blue goo. And she starts driving away. And as she's driving away, the radio's on and the radio kicks off because of like interference, whatever. And then she comes to this opening in the trees and you see all these other pods falling from the sky. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the other They're aliens. taking over the planet. Because he basically says to her, like, this is the only way you're going to survive anyway for when the others come. And I thought that ending was fucking cool, It was man. good. I mean, overall, it was a really enjoyable movie. It's kind of like if a film, to me, the movie came across as if a film student tried to make Annihilation. Yeah. So it doesn't have like the polish. There's ideas that could have been done way better. But also, like I told Steph, the tone's pretty strange. So like it takes itself really, really serious for the first half. And then this awkward humor comes in that doesn't match the movie whatsoever. They should have kept it dark and bleak. Yeah. Not had any humor in it. Had it been a little bit more gory and cut back on the cheesy, like you didn't have to do the finger thing. Just have, have him be a regular dude that's in there, you know? Right. Pull back on the CGI. It makes it look so hokey. Yeah. Um, 
I wish they kept it dark and bleak and uh, there, but there is great concepts in there. Uh, but it was the execution itself that was yeah, kind of yeah, just yeah. all I let thought, down. I thought the, the but twist. I had, fun, I had fun with yeah, it. Yeah, I thought the twist was really good because the movie was not what I thought it was going to be. You yeah. know, they really had me. They really had me going. You so got I think me was, going now. Steph, <laughs> don't know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah, no, I don't think it was a perfect movie, but it was, uh, it was enjoyable. So I recommend it. Next movie is Knock at the Cabin. M. Night Shyamalan coming back. M. Night Shyamalan. Boing, boing is back, baby. <laughs> Mr. Zika, baby. Oh, also man. back. Yeah, so. It's Ron Weasley. Back. He back. Um, Mr. Mindhunter. He back. Jonathan Groff. I Groff. love him. He's, he's, he's palatable. He's good. At he, well, you didn't watch him in Hamilton. He was really good. He's Hamilton. like a, um, he's like a satisfying, like microwavable TV dinner. <laughs> you know, I don't say he's good. He's not great, but he satisfies the itch. You I know? like him. He's like, if, you know, you got your regular Stouffer's brand microwavable is, and then you got below that, like hungry man. Right. He's like Amy's microwavable meals. Oh, he's organic. Like he's like, yeah, he's like a, quinoa, <laughs> he's like a quinoa, like Mexican taco bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, synopsis while vacationing a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse uh the cool thing about this is uh ron weasley was at my the place that i work because of his kid so that was kind of strange and i won't give any details other than that but it was very weird it was weird i went to go take what was his child back to the room and looked over and it was just ron weasley sitting there and i was like (laughs) why didn't anybody tell me ron weasley was the parent of this child so i didn't walk in there and stare at one 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 weasley for like literally probably 120 seconds too long i was just staring at him like ron Like, I don't know his real name. Like, I was Rupert Grint. I can never remember his real name, and I refuse. But I was just like, uh, in my head, it was just like, Ron, where's Dobby at? Yeah. Where's your, where's, where's little Dobbs at? He's fucking dead. Yeah. I'm sad about that. I know. That is sad. Harry Potter (laughs) committed suicide for you. I slit my wrist and I bled out for you, Harry. That was the saddest moment. It was sad when he cut his little wrist because his wrists were so little. I was like, oh my God, he's going to cut his whole hand off. <laughs> Why are my hands so big and my wrists so little, Harry? I, I don't know. I, th- I like this movie a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And um, I, so the story Just Go is, over the cast, bro. I did go over the cast. Oh, did you? The, the Dave Bautista, Rupert Grant. You didn't go over it, did you? Um, Jonathan no, Groff. Did you? The, and the one woman, Sabrina, Nikki Amuka Bird, whatever. She's been in other things. I, I believe she's a British actress. I've seen her in some other stuff. Um, all the actors were really good in it, I thought. I thought the little girl was adorable. Uh, I didn't think the little girl was that oh, good. I thought she was cute. She was good for her age, but not good for her age to be casted in a blockbuster movie. Good for her age to act in like a child. <laughs> Child's play, oh, okay. but they should have went with another choice for her because she was adorable. But my god, that bitch could not act. I was Aww. like, "Bitch, you're taking me out of it." <laughs> Especially when you're acting opposite of like a tour de force, like Dave like Batista. Batista. I know. Is that boy? That boy could do no wrong. I love him. I know. Me too. I fuck, he can actually act, dude. He's really good. And I want someone to give him something with chops. Yeah. Like not just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Give yeah. that boy something with a little meat on that. Well, bone. I thought that he was. This was Let like a different, it. Get different role. With it, you know? A different role. This was a different role for him, and it was good. Like a dinner role. Like when he was in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, he, he it was, was a small good. small role in that, but awesome. Oh, yeah, it was good. And he's also in Dune. I know. And he's in the second part that's coming out. I'm that trailer. Excited. That trailer got me hot and horny. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but oh I love God. the first movie. The fucking the, the second trailer looks amazeballs. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so the the story is like like the synopsis is said. Um, this couple go on vacation with their daughter, and they're in this like cabin in the middle of nowhere. But this cabin is the it's not a cabin. It's not like if I was Jesse and I were going to a cabin. This is like fucking high class cabin, right? Mm-hmm. It's so nice. And um, so the they're there, and like the little girl's outside, and like Batista comes out of the woods, and he's like talking to her, and he. He's fucking creepy. The, the whole thing with them approaching and everything is super creepy. They Although, also got him wearing like Jeffrey Dahmer clothes. They do. He's like and the, glasses, like a Mormon shirt. He looks very creepy, <laughs> but he is such a good actor because it's like this like innocent creepiness yeah. when he's talking to her and stuff. And at first mm. you think that it is just that he is like some like diabolical whatever. But then like you find out that he's like a school teacher and he is like I a just, nice person. I just kept thinking like he, this boy diabolical. <laughs> He's going to put this little Asian on his prick no. and he's going to rip her apart like, no. a, like a little glow worm. Oh, don't joke about that. But I mean, but you said diabolical. Diabolical. So, I meant like, cause he was going to kill them. He was going to do the, the, the Batista oh, DDT. Oh my God. What did that glow worm? So anyway, the, these four people come out of the woods and the family get freaked out and they lock themselves in the cabin and they're like, they eventually break in and you find out that they, the family is, they have to make a choice to sacrifice one of them to save the world. And they're just like, well, fucking no way. Like, that is the craziest thing ever. That's what they say. Well, fuck, no way. Right. Fuck, no way. No. And what the one guy says, I don't care if each of you kill yourself systematically and tell me (laughs) a plague's going to be unleashed each time and a plague is actually unleashed every time. And I'm not going to believe you each time this happens. I don't care how crazy it looks in front of me and how much the scientific data adds up. (laughs) And they're just looking at him like, well, that's what we actually exactly what we came for. It's surprising that you knew all the deets. No, but also, I mean, I feel like it is an impossible choice. And I think that's what I liked about the story. But also, like, I think they were also like, it doesn't matter if this is true. Like, I would, we would rather die as a family. Yeah. And then have to kill one of us. I think from, I did like elements of the movie. And I know it's based on a book. And apparently, the book's uh, different as most uh, movie adaptations are. I'll say I enjoyed this a lot more than old. Uh, oh, that was just. It was an enjoyable watch, but for me, it was just too predictable. There was no really surprise elements of the movie. You knew kind of where it was going, and it didn't have that like M. Night Shyamalan mystery about it. Right, yeah. Which is kind of like M. Night's fault because he kind of stuck to that for so long that everybody oh, expects like the big it now. Twist, yeah. Yeah. And so I was kind of looking for that, unfortunately, and I didn't get it. And I didn't think the movie was bad. It just kind of like I knew how everything was going to unfold, and they kind of portray. With the relationship between the gay couple that the mine hunter guy is kind of like the more lovable one and he's the more he kind of thinks about things on a more like deeper level than the other than his husband who's more like driven by like emotion and he's an he's more of an angry person yeah so you kind of know right from the get-go that it's gonna have to be the the mind hunter dude that's going to sacrifice himself. Yeah. You know, you know that like that he's going to be like, I have to be the one. Right. So for me, I was just like waiting for that to happen. And then when it did, I was like, okay, it's no surprise, you know, right. because like, I think like the book leans on the fact that you don't know if these things are unfolding or not. Right. But more. in the movie, they show it, but in the movie they show it. And what they're trying to do in the movie is that these are just coincidences linked to you know and he's like oh you pre-recorded this you you know somehow you're in control of this situation somehow that's how they play it off in this but i'm just like come on bro at what point are you just like when you see 
when they tell you like when I kill myself, planes are going to fall out of the sky and actually planes are just falling out of the sky, not even crashing, right, yeah, just yeah. literally just falling as if they lost all momentum out of the sky. And you see all these planes and there's, and you're still like, nope, coincidence again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but come on then, dude, you know? So I think that was my problem with it. I know you enjoyed it a lot more than me. Yeah. And like, again, I didn't hate it, but what were your like, what did you think were the cool elements? I did like, I think the cult aspect was cool, really cool. I liked how they all had visions and they saw like, this is the way we have to kill each other yes. for each of and these they had things. To make, they, had, they had to make the, their, the tools that they saw in their visions. Yeah. That was interesting is that these four people didn't know each other and they all had, they lived in separate, you know, very far apart uh, areas of the country yeah. and they had these same visions and they found each other. I thought that was really interesting. And then and there's also like a little bit of doubt between those characters too, because they don't they want to believe that they're right and these visions are true and that they're not all like have a collective craziness about them because when these things are a little bit delayed and happening they're like it didn't happen we're all just crazy and then and then it happens eventually like they they keep going back to the news thing for a lot of this yeah and i think that works for the movie though like i think for the it makes sense to to do it that way for the movie it it does and i agree and that's why i said the stuff i was like i can't imagine i don't know how else they would do it in the movie if they just relied on, I don't know how you'd make the movie interesting to watch unless it was a short. Right. I don't know what else you would do to fill that time space. So it's cool to see these events unfolding and know it to be true, actual reality. But then it also, it's a double-edged sword because it takes away from the mystery of the movie. Yeah. We're just like, okay, this is happening. But I think- So now you're just waiting for the characters to believe that. But I think also you're still like, I, I like you're still having doubts throughout the whole movie though, because you're like, okay, so all these people have like sacrificed themselves and like the last person is Batista and like he's dead. And then they have to, now they make this choice to like sacrifice one of them to save the world. But, and then that happens and you're still, but then you're still like, but did they save the world? Yeah. You know, like, is this real? Like, is it true? I don't know. But then it does. It, it is, is they true. Did. I they mean, show, it's all true. They show everything. They can't leave anything yeah. to the imagination in yeah. this, which is another one of my, yeah. which was kind of when I was like groaning and rolling my eyes where I was like, oh, okay, just spell it out all for the dum-dums. Thank you very much. Uh, but I will say it is, uh, re- I don't want to say it's a return to form because it's not really, but it's, uh, let's just say it's a return to making a more enjoyable movie than old and yeah. uh what was it mr or glass before that was oh, yeah. terrible that was not good and uh good. maybe he'll come back around like i'm i'm not interested for him to do like an original story like again yeah. and take it back to his i would love to see him actually do a straightforward horror movie with like gore in it and stuff yeah. and just add like an element of mystery and i think he has it in him just to do another good movie I just maybe he's getting back on the on the train. He's getting he's working his way back. <laughs> like he's the, 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 he needs to get Batista in his next movie oh, to be man. like the killer in it. Yeah, or he could just take my idea, which is basically you're you just own a house and your neighbor keeps moving in and they're crazy <laughs> and make a TV show out of that. Yeah, yeah. But then the, the servants actually, from what I've heard, I, I, I know, know I, we, I talked about we it earlier. Need to it's watch good. it. Well, and I want to say that like I, and Rupert's in that too. Uh, yeah, I know Rupert Grant. Yeah. Um, I just feel Ron like Weasley. some. I just feel a lot of like um like pride because he is local to our area and he always makes his movies in this area, whether it's in Philly or in like the suburbs or in Jersey or whatever. I do. I mean, I agree. It's a cool thing it's because cool he because doesn't have to do that. No. And, uh, and, I'm sure a lot of that is filmed on sound stages anyway, but you do know that like he every time he because and it's still and still with servant, like apparently it's like filmed right by Rittenhouse Square. So like people are annoyed because they close oh, down these streets all yeah. the time to film it. Um but still it's really cool. It's cool to see your city represented, no matter where you live. You yeah. always get that feeling of like people you know, always shit on Philly, so I you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who shits on Philly? Everybody. They don't fucking know anything about this fucking place, man. I fucking live here my whole life. I'll tell you about the fucking cheesel steaks and the soft pretzies. Yeah. I think people have a preconceived... I mean, it's like kind of like New York, right? People have preconceived notions yeah, but about still, big cities. People love New York. Like, New York is like this... It's like um, it's like the place to go in the States, you Fuck know? Fuck that. I mean, I would rather be... I, I, I tell stuff all the time. Fucking Philadelphia is such a better city than New York, mostly because Philadelphia isn't overpopulated yet and you can still get to everything and it's an easy to navigate grid with great public transportation that's easy to get around yeah there. i mean i agree completely there's tons to do and yeah. i would say fuck new york come to philly <laughs> yeah you can get all the piss smell you want here i'll take you down fucking kensington Ave. you want to see some diffidelphs live your life to the fullest man we can go out there get you some street walkers like fucking night visitor but they're not going to look anything like that i promise you they're going to look, what are they going to look like, Steph? <laughs> oh, man. Hobo, oh, burnt. hobo teeth women <laughs> with little fucking sticks with bags on them. And we got fucking Del Monte in there. <laughs> Del Monte corn. So you recommend this? I do recommend this. Highly recommend? I mean, pretty highly. Would you have paid to see this in the theater? I, you know, I don't know. Would you pay for a fucking uh, I mean, we paid to see steel old. book? We paid to see old in the theater. Oh, you're digging, mm. digging deep on that one, huh? So like in, like in hindsight, like knowing how much I enjoyed this, yeah, I would pay to see this. Okay. Uh, I give it, I'm not going to give it. I'm just yeah. going to say, yeah, watch it. Yeah. But it's not great. <laughs> and that's my thing about that one. <laughs> Our last movie. Teardrop. Uh, um, and this might be the, I don't know if we're going to be able to get to a Simon and Gamora before we go on vacation because we're going on a road trip for two weeks. So we're going to have this dropping. We're going to have Return to Oz dropping. I should have just did, the, did this at the end. But anyway, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> just to interrupt Steph because that's what I do. <laughs> Uh, my life and we're gonna have a uh, bite-sized satan dropping and then a y2 killers dropping hopefully before we go on vacation for two weeks so there's probably not going to be a Simon and gamora uh in june because we'll be away for quite a while there will be a main episode in june uh y2 killers in june a bite-sized satan in june and then hopefully cult we'll, of kaiju we'll come back and at the end of june we'll record our cult of kaiju because steph's done her class and we'll get to the first cult of kaiju in the first week of July. Yeah, I'm excited. Time for the summertime. Some I'm kaiju excited. For your summertime. And we'll do um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah in July, too. So yeah. hopefully we'll be doing cult of kaiju uh, more religiously now that stuff is going to be done school. For and the we'll, for a few months. <laughs> and we'll be doing two kaiju movies an episode. And it'll Yay! be fun and stuff. will learn things. And we'll have... Uh, Japan inspired snacks for each episode, and we'll have a Japan inspired drink yeah. for each episode. Just this should be a lot of fun. A lot of sake. All right, let's get to this last one. Oh man, okay. I, I'm like trying to avoid it because it was. Uh, we we're going down again. We went up. We went down. We went up. We're now we're down. Uh, Scream Six from Sa 2023. Simon Gamora is like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like we're like going up and down the peaks and the valleys of uh, of the landscape. You uh -huh. know, like that little dwarf guy map. did. We yeah. got thick daddy thighs. <laughs> Um uh, boy. Okay. So starring Courtney Cox. Oh my god. Someone, Jenna Ortega. So, like like please for the love of God, she should have died in this movie. But you know why she didn't die? Because they're gonna make another one. Because they fuck she probably signed on for like two more movies and they're gonna eventually kill her off with just trying to milk the fucking lineage. They should have killed this bitch off in this movie. Nobody fucking dies in this movie that you care about. They didn't kill off any main characters. Like what no, the fuck? No, and everyone that you think they killed, it's like they didn't. They didn't. So it just it's mean. So basically, it's meaningless. Yeah. Okay, God, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, in the next installment, the survivors of the ghost face killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. So they're trying to 
I feel like they're trying to make this fresh with the New York thing. They're trying to be like, okay, well, they tried to do everything like discreetly, but now all the killings are going to be out in the open for everyone to see. So it's going to be, there's going to be more shock value there, but yeah. it's like, no, there's not. Yeah. It's like, nah. I mean, this- and, they, and they also should have played up the whole, like this, the killer can, the ghost face can be anywhere deal. They only did that like one time in the subway. Right. They should have did that a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, Except for the, well, well, not until the ending. I want to say, listen, listen, Skeet Ulrich is back in flashbacks. Oh my God, CGI, <laughs> and in CGI or form. CGI form, yeah, yeah. Fucking so stupid. Why the Talking fuck? Talking to his kid again. Didn't they know how much everybody hated that in the first one? And I mean, then, clearly not everybody hated also, it. Also, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. I love Scream 1. But Scream movies after that are not made for me. They were not designed for me. So I don't get too mad about them. No. Because I, honestly, I went into this movie like this is going to be another pile of shit like the like Scream 5 was. And, and if it sucks, I don't care. I'm not going to be mad about it. You know? It was better than Scream 5. You did. You said it wasn't. I said it was. I think it was. I, I said it was better no, than Scream I, 5. I actually enjoyed this movie up to a certain point. Yeah. When then I was like, oh, that's where they're well, going. it's just because... I feel like at this point, you need to figure out how to spice up Scream a little better. It's like... it. it it basically becomes a convoluted whodunit. Yeah. And like, that's what it's been like the last, like. That's what it always is, though. And, yeah. And I know that, but like, you have to add enough. There has to be more to it than just that. Yeah. You can't just have that. Like, we well, you know what they did with this one. They're like, we're going to spice it up with some Dermot Mulroney, and I'm here for it. Who's that? Who's on that one? The Hot Daddy Cop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, listen. What's he from? He's from Ton of Shit. Cool. I, I answered my question <laughs> really thoroughly. Thank you. <laughs> From a ton of shit. I mean, he was from um, Young Guns, um, My Best Friend's Wedding. I don't know. I'm looking to see what else he was. I do think Jenna Ortega fits the Scream franchise. Yeah, she's great. And I just wish they were doing her better. Jenna Ortega signed on for Beetlejuice too. She's going to oh. be uh, Wyona Ryder's kid. Oh. Or something like that. Listen, Michael I, Keats is going to be in it. I mean, listen. So I'm best. actually, I'm fucking stoked, bro. I, I cannot not be stoked because as much as I don't even give a fuck about The Flash and that actor, whatever his name is, is a piece of shit. I just, even seeing the trailer, even though it's so, ex, like being, it's like, it's taking the fucking Michael Keaton is Batman yeah. thing and just using that for your nostalgia to make you horny. It still gets me horny. I can't help I it. I know. Well, because he's the best Batman. Seeing Keaton in that suit, I was just Duh. like, I, I was like, stop. You can't be hard right now. And my dick was like, <laughs> yeah, we can. We're doing it, Dad. Um, oh, and they brought Hayden Panettiere back too. Mm-hmm. That's Kirby. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought like the movie started off, I thought it was pretty cool, right? We like start off with some kills, you know, the Samara weaving or whatever she gets, she's in it. She gets killed right away. The, mm. I thought the kills were, the gore was pretty decent in the beginning. Yeah. It's just like the, the whole twist of it was just like, really? You yeah. Know? It's, it, it's a reach. It was, it's more of a reach than actually, I, it's more of a reach than scream five was, but I think like, I don't know why overall this just offended me less. So I was like, I don't know. I say I enjoyed this one more than Scream 5, but it's really like, I saw people say this, and you hear people say stupid shit like this all the time about, you know, any movie where they're like, this is the best Scream since the original. Oh my God. And when people yeah. say shit like that, I'm like, but, but I, I guess maybe that's true. I don't know. But is that really saying much? Because like, saying anything. who really gives a fuck? Because all the all movies the rest of the in the middle movies? didn't, they don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so they just like exist, but yeah. like, I don't know. I, like you don't really get like the reveal doesn't reveal to be like a great character where you're like, that's awesome. You know, 
like you almost want it to be Courtney Cox at this point. So you're like the bitch finally gave in. To right. Like, so like, but yeah, I think they've tried to do that in all the other movies too, where it's like, maybe it's Courtney Cox and it never ends up being her. And then she should have died because she basically gets almost killed. Right. But she doesn't die. No, no. And like you said, when the reveal comes and they're like, we have all the, the scream stuff in this one location and all the scream suits from all the movies. And they're all dressed up well, in the scream they, suits. You're like, come on. They do this, this really convoluted thing where they're like, and it's these guys. And then it's, but then it's not these guys. It's this, this cop who like use these kids to, to use, get his revenge. And it's him and his, and his kids. And they're, you know, it's like it's his kids getting revenge. Cause his kids want to get revenge because his, his son, kid was the, the kid killer. that killed. He's the kid from, <laughs> from the boys. Yes. From Fox News? From Five. It was from the Father movie. It's Carl Tuckerson yeah. Carl. His son was Carl. No, his fucking, son was Carl Tuckerson Carl and he got fired from Fox he's News. Dennis, so. Dennis Quaid's kid, isn't he? They're like, you better give my my son a show back. Oh man, I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah. I but mean, don't want Rooney. But, but yeah. I feel like you enjoyed it when it was done, and I feel like now you're having second thoughts about it. I know. I I mean it was like I said, it was not it was way better than the last movie, but I just feel like it was so fucking convoluted. And then they had you convinced that it was like Kirby's character that was the killer, but like then it wasn't her. And it was just too much of that. That's you what know? I, well, that, that, that's, and I kept saying it to Steph, I was like, they want you to believe it's that killer now because that, because they're doing the thing. And then yeah. it's like, but it's not that killer because it's too obvious. Right. Now they want you to believe it's this character. It's not going to be that character either. Yeah. It's going to be this character because they think it's that character, but then they think it's not that character and then it's that character. Yeah. They just do that shit. And I'm like, that's not good writing though. No. And it doesn't make for an interesting watch, but maybe it is an interesting watch. <laughs> I don't know. I can't like scream. It won't let me do it, but maybe people <laughs> like this. I guess people like this. People like it. People do. I got like, I know Victoria likes it. I mean, the thing is if they keep making these movies, this it's is, for somebody. This is what I want to do. I want to sit down with like a scream fan, like a, a, a a, like a screamer the yeah, ones yeah. that like all the screams i'm sorry i'm sitting up and i want to really just pick their brain not to make fun of them because i don't believe in doing that when you like something that i don't like i don't believe in that one, oh, one bit. No. <laughs> but like no i really want to know like what makes this a good movie for you i'm just interested like and i want right. to honestly hear your opinion so i could trample your shit into the dirt <laughs> because like what 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 makes this so good like there's there's, there's not a whole lot to latch on to you could make any movie like this. You could like take out the scream mask and put any mask on the killer, and it could be any generic movie. What makes this a scream movie besides the Scooby Doo aspect of it? Like it's the killer was this guy all along. I, I seen Scooby Doo. Like right, you seen it in my Ute, yeah. like many an episode. And you know, I never really liked Scooby Doo either. It's just fucking stupid. <laughs> no, but like you said, like that. The really cool part of this was when um they were on the um the subway and everyone was dressed up for Halloween. And yeah. so that was the only like tense part. Well, there could have been a cool cat and mouse. They could have drugged that out longer and had a cool cat and yeah. mouse with that in the subway system, her getting off the train, maybe in some alleyways with everybody going around trick or trick. It could have been, they did that kind of in Halloween, but it's, it is a cool, like, uh, you know, tool to use to kind of amp up tension, which this movie really didn't have any tension. It's like you saw the killer and then he was killing the people. Right. You know? Yeah. So, uh yeah um not the best but you know you do see movies like children of the corn and you're like maybe this movie's great <laughs> yeah. maybe this re- maybe this movie's the best and i was like after i watched children of the corn i was like every movie's the best right this movie's a 10 this movie's a 10 <laughs> like for the next week i watched any movie i watched was like a 10 out of 10 yeah after i watched children of the corn remake so now looking back at this with like you know i've homogenized my thoughts and you know, made peak and valleys again. And, uh, I have a better outlook and what's good and what's not. I'd say this was definitely not good. Um, uh, but we made it through and I wasn't bored. No, 
no, so I, I guess wasn't that's bored a good thing. Right. We did, there was there there wasn't a moment where I was like, and oh, do we have to finish? It's this hard movie? for me to feel real passionate about this because I don't like Scream to begin with, so I'm not going to rant and rave about it. But then I wasn't disappointed by it, but it wasn't good. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I would say if you're bored, yeah, why not put it on? <laughs> but like you know, maybe instead you should watch fucking uh, Top Gun Maverick, oh, and man. you could see Lestat Cruz. Who's basically like a vampire who never ages, but no, now he's looking he's looking a little old. Yeah, it's true. He I is, mean, he's not looking his he age. He is he looks like an elder blood sucker, like a grand elder now. Yeah. But like you know who doesn't? Jennifer Connolly. She looks wonderful. That bitch looks like a fine wine or like a dry aged meat or like cellar cheese. That's like the best cellar cheese you can get. Like the rarest, most expensive cheese. I think like scientists are really like trying to find cure for cancer and like, you know, de-aging creams. Just study the bacteria that is inside (laughs) Jennifer Connelly's body because whatever she's doing, whatever that body's doing is immaculate. I have to, I have to say it, whatever's inside her body transforms like the fat molecules into fuck molecules. It does, it does bother me though, that she like was the love interest of Tom Cruise. And I mean, it is only the fuck molecule has actually only recently been discovered by scientists, but they, they do think it has something to do with like women having long butts, DSLs, (laughs) long hairy under Ewoks, perfect chest raisins, things like that. (laughs) And if you have less fuck molecules, you have probably have like cashew nipples or something oh, like okay, that. Okay, okay. And I don't be- puffy I, nips. And I don't believe in fucking cryptids. I follow the science. Um, think of the great man minds of our time, like Da Vinci. He knew about the fuck molecule, but he didn't have a microscope to prove it. Right. So you know, yeah. He just painted topless bitches all the time, <laughs> and he fucking dicks too. Mona Lisa had fucking way less fuck molecules. That's why she looked like young Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Every time I see a picture of fucking Mona Lisa, I'm like, people think that bitch was hot. Do people think that? That bitch looked like fucking Ben Franklin's daughter or something. <laughs> Whoever said that the Mona Lisa was hot? I don't know. People say it like it was like porn back then, wasn't it? Like it I was mean, like the Mona Lisa was like the only porn available at the I time so. for like fucking 200 years. <laughs> people were like, yo, can I get a fucking, uh, can I get like a rubbing of the Mona Lisa oh to rub one God. out to later? And someone Nobody would go up, rub the, you know, with the rock and the, the etch, whatever it's called. Oh yeah. Like when they do on the gravestones, you mean? Gravestones. <laughs> uh, so that's it for Sodom and Gomorrah this time, friends. Um, I already said what's uh, in the works coming up from Say You Love Satan podcast network. Yeah, it's a network now. We're fucking, we're, we're fucking famous. It's a podcast network. You know why it's a network? Because we have other shows on here besides Say You Love Satan, like Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what else we have on here? Why Two Killers. And you know something I'm going to say right now? Say it. There's been a lot of hate towards my buddy, Dr. Benjamin Graves. And let me just say this to you out there for the unbelievers. Okay? He's a true friend. He's, He's a, a true, good true. friend. He's a great guy. He's a funny guy. Do his jokes fall flat sometimes? Of course. Do mine? Of course. This is what humor is. You take a fucking risk, man. You throw your shit out there and then you see how people are going to react to it. And sometimes people are like, you're you're fucking racist or you're perverted, but it's all jokes at the end of the day. It's just supposed to be fun. This whole show is supposed to be fun. And you know another thing? This fucking show is free. All right? (laughs) So if you don't like something for whatever reason, if you don't like Y2 Killers for whatever reason, don't listen to it. But don't be one of those people that's going to write a fucking bad iTunes review for something that you don't like that's free. Let the man do what he's doing. Other people enjoy it. Let other people have their cake. Just because you don't like fucking chocolate cake, but other people like fucking chocolate cake, eat your fucking vanilla cake and shut the fuck up. 
And that's my rant for this episode. I love you, Ben. I love you, Sarah. You're doing amazing work. I support my team. I support everything we release on Say You Love Same because you know why? Because we do it from our hearts. We do it for fun. We do it because we love it. But more importantly, we do it because you guys like it and everybody finds something a little different and their own enjoyment from this show and all the subset shows from that. What do you say about that stuff? I second that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. That's a lot of great <laughs> input from Steph no, as usual. I totally agree. I feel like, I mean, it's fine. You don't have to listen to what you don't like. It's a free world. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I just, uh, maybe some good uh, reviews in there for Ben, just to high, um, up his spirits. He was pretty down and out about this. Um, we all have feelings and it does suck, man. When, yeah, you, we're, when, we're you're doing, when you're doing something for fun and people just take it way too serious. If it's not your cup of tea, don't listen to it. Don't be a jerk. Just be better. Be a better person. That's what I strive to do every day. I'm a silly guy, but I just want to give love back and I love everyone, especially you guys out there in Saint land. Um, like I did uh, mention earlier, I just finished a soundtrack for a horror short that will be coming out. Uh, July and August is the tentative release date. I will be sharing a link for the movie uh, when it is released on our Instagram and probably on our Patreon. I was throwing around the idea of doing a listening party for the soundtrack. I wrote 13 songs for this short. And because it's a short, they're not long songs, uh, a minute to two minutes each. So it'd be a pretty quick listening party, but I was uh, going to do that over on Instagram Live. So if you want to partake in that you can head over to our instagram i'll be posting something about that then we will have new merch dropping june 1st for a bunch of other uh, things bite-sized satan t-shirt and our cult of kaiju t-shirt i didn't release anything may 1st because i thought i would let it breathe a little bit but we'll be releasing two more things then and aside from that new corpse master is finally on the way uh ben eller finished up the two tracks uh one is a tribute to the devil's reign and one is a tribute to the terminator and all I got to do is record my vocals and send it over to my buddy Matt from Prince Diamond to add his stuff. And they will be coming out in the next month or two. I'm hoping we could have one of them out in the end of June and one of them out in the end of July. Uh, anything else, Stephanie, you want to add to this? No, I think that's about it. That wraps it up. All right, guys. Until next time, we will see you in the cities of sin in Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. <laughs>